here with Real Boys Talk. And as everybody knows, this is Women's History Month. So Real Boys Talk decided last year to do a We Are History because a lot of times because we are masculine identified or have a masculine tone of us or we are part of the LGBT community, we are left out of the Black girl magic or out of being recognized for the accomplishments that we do. So Real Boys Talk has decided we're going to start profiling, showing you who we are and let you see the amazing studs or masculine identified females that are out there. So tonight I have with me, and I know she's taken out of her busy schedule to talk to us, is Armani Barnes. Thank you very much for giving me this hour of your time. And we want to know everything about you. So please introduce yourself. Hello, everyone. My name is Imani Barnes. I am a scientist. I am a mother. I am a part of the LGBTQ plus community. I am a politician. I am all of the above. I represent uh, many demographics and I'm here to um, exemplify the excellence that we can um, exude. We can be great um we can be politicians i'm a scientist we can be scientists and and i am i feel i'm successful at everything that i do um i try to put in 110 percent, 200 percent sometimes and um it's not because i am a lesbian it's not because i am a female it's just because that's my personality and so um and it's not because i'm black you know it's because that's uh, it's my personality. I go hard at everything I do, and I don't see labels. And so, it's time to um, you can't make everybody think how we think. But I wish everybody else did not see labels and saw us as equal. And so that's my fight in politics is for equality, equity, and education and laws against um, our community in in um, funding for our community um so that's part of my fight into getting involved into politics but we'll get into that so that was my long intro it was great it's great so i'm gonna start off with asking you why science what 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 about what first of all what division of science because that's a very broad statement of i'm a scientist i'm a what scientist. Kind of scientist are you so I work in biomedical research. So I've been doing this um, since I graduated from college. So I went to a HBCU. I got my bachelor's of science in biology at South Carolina State University in Orangeburg, South Carolina. So um, I've always been interested in science. I've always wanted to be a doctor, but um, I never was interested in biomedical science. So I'll explain that. So I work with... Um, I work in research. So okay. biomedical research, like animal research, like, um, and I got into that in college. Somebody offered me a job in the animal research laboratory and I, and I, and I fell in love with it. So I've been doing that over 20 years and I've been at Emory university for 14 years working with animal studies. And so that's what I do now. It leads to, um, groundbreaking uh, disease studies. We have, 
you know, how we come up with the COVID vaccine, mm-hmm. you know, you do, you do animal studies as well in, 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 in vaccine research and uh, medical research. So um, that's what I do. I've been doing that pretty much all my life. And um, I love teaching our youth about science because it's important. And um, I ended up going to get my master's in public health. So I'm leaning away from science and working more with humans and and community. How do we how we make community change? And so from after getting my master's in public health, I went and, and knocked out my Ph.D. And so that's where I'm at now. I'm writing my dissertation for public health, my PhD in public health. So you're Dr. Barnes now, or are we almost Dr. Barnes? Doctoral candidate Barnes. Okay, so we're doctoral <laughs> candidate Barnes. I love it, I love it. I wasn't sure, I wasn't sure, I know she was, guys, I knew she was going for it, but I wasn't sure, I was hoping she's already got it, you know, we call her Dr. Barnes. It's a long process, but um, I'm at the end of the road, I finished all my classes, and so right now I'm just writing. So you're pretty much writing a long research paper. So as your scientist, because I, I want everybody to understand that people thought I wear a lot of hats. No, she wears a lot. She wears a lot of hats. Um, mm-hmm. So with this scientist hat, once you get this this doctoral degree, what what are your plans to do with it? So I'm getting my public health, my doctor, my doctorate, my sorry, my <laughs> doctorate in public health. Okay. So um, in public health is mass change so how i work in the community how do i evaluate the community and change um and mitigate or change or lessen or reduce um community issues if i want to work within the community or you have like epidemiology and how fast a disease spreads and things like that um COVID was public health like how do we stop the spread of this disease right and so um you had a lot of public health workers and officials on the front lines of that because they understand how diseases spread um you can you have to understand the community diseases spread differently in communities you know what i'm saying like one community might not adhere to mass mandates as well as another community so you don't address that one that doesn't uh, um, address mass mandates the same as you would a one community that's oh we're all in everybody wears masks so you probably have less, less transmission of the disease. So understanding that that's public health. So me understanding that two separate communities, you might have a Spanish speaking community and the English speaking community. You can't go to the Spanish speaking community and, and, and try to deliver uh, public health messages in, in English. I mean, you can, but how but, well are they gonna take it? Yeah, okay. You can't go to the Ethiopian community with all English literature and and expect for them to take on the same message as us and so that's public health is understanding how you reach these different communities and you use evidence-based science so what worked in that community let's take that and apply it to this community but let's tweak it to their culture to their race and how they do things and so that's public health and so i mean so this now I now guys I, I want everybody to understand that I've known you for pretty much about a year and a half because she was right. she was in politics running in in Tucker right. and 
did not understand, you're, you know, why would you be, you know, your scientist? And now I see, I, because my version of a scientist is you wearing a white coat, you, you know, mixing up stuff, you brewing it, poof, you know, things are happening. Right. And now I see. So I'm going to say that this hat of the scientist is why you are now so concerned and very, on top of the fact that you are some, you are a mommy, right. there is that fact of what does our world look like tomorrow right. and that's where that scientist piece of you is coming in so let's let's go t make that little dip over to that side and talk about that how was your and i'm pretty sure it's not your only time running in politics but how was it running in tucker what did you get from it and how what did you learn what do you feel about it i, I mean feel... you, you can be and let me say this you can be as raw as you want to um, I understand that, you know, you have, you are doing some future things, which we're going to talk about as well, but I really want you to be, you know, let I'm us be know. open with you. Yeah. Let us right. know exactly what was going on and, and what you learned from this experience. I'll say this. So that was my first step into politics, running for Tucker city council. So everyone I ran for Tucker city council, I ran as to be the first LGBTQ plus I ran to be the first african-american the first single parent the first a lot of things and so but literally those i ran to be the first those three things and um i end up losing in the runoffs so i made it to the second round and i lost by 62 votes and and that's huge for someone who's just stepping into politics definitely and, um and also wearing all of those hats like you said because that puts a lot of pressure on you because, um, you know, everybody doesn't agree with my lifestyle. Every, everybody doesn't agree with having the African-American sitting on the pan, on the, on the seat. Everybody doesn't agree with me being a single parent and thinking I'd have time to deal with politics. Um, so you had to fight all that, but I was always myself. I never changed myself. I have a LeBray piercing. I won't take that out if you make me. I've never taken it out. It's on my headshots. <clears throat> I'm proud to be who I am. And, and, and people have opinions and you have to learn that that's what they are and that they don't make or break you. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you're there to um, be a public servant to the people, the citizens of the, of, of the city. And so it doesn't matter to me. I can't be biased about who I'm serving. Correct. So I can't let the bias um, affect me. I can't let the discrimination affect me. I can't let the racism or the racism to my lifestyle, the racism to my, my culture affect me. I got to keep going. And I still got to fight for that person. And so that was my thing. I sold that because that's how I am. I'm fighting for everybody, even the person that doesn't vote for me. You know what I'm and, saying? And you did say that. You were saying that. I, I distinctly remember you in publicly saying, it is not that, I'm, I mean, whether you agree with me or not, or you're going to, I, I, I'm going to support what you want to do. I'm going to support who you right. are. I'm going to support what you need. You know, so you did. You very much, very much put that out there. I, that's, I stand on that. And so what got me into politics literally is watching George Floyd be murdered on that ground and screaming for his mom. And I have a son 
and mm. I, and and my son is he's younger well he's 11 years old and i said before he gets out here as a, a you know at 11 he's already tall and he looks older than 11 what he is <laughs> and so at 15 or 16 i can only imagine how tall he'll be and i just can't imagine how someone else sees him and so said i said i'm gonna go out here and see what my city is doing for these current events that we're dealing with at the time we were dealing with police brutality we were dealing with um the we were dealing with lgbtq problems um mm -hmm. the abortion laws we were dealing with um it was so much going on at one time and then the pandemic it was just so much going on at one time that I found myself protesting in the streets of Atlanta okay. and a few of the protests, they were, um, they were calm and peaceful, but then I hit one that was just the one that was on TV where the cars were on fire and everything. And I was like, yo, I had to run. And I'm like, I can't be out here doing this. And so, but I still, I have to have a voice. So how do I have a voice? So I said, let me go research what my city is doing for these current events. And when I went and looked, every single person on the city council was white. Like every single one. And then I looked and it was like all the officials were white. And then I was like, this is who's running my city. So it's probably nothing going on for the current events. And, uh, <laughs> and it wasn't, it was nothing going on at all they weren't even acknowledging that any of that was happening in our world and it was just so oh, yeah. detrimental to us and so um from then on i've put myself into politics because i start going to all the city council meetings i start speaking up um tucker does not have a non-discrimination ordinance here and that's one of the main issues that i was fighting for here in tucker you can um discriminate against sexuality um you can discriminate against um you can discriminate here in tucker and not be held accountable or liable by the law and so the non-discrimination ordinance will have put uh pretty much law in place that will penalize you if you're discriminating there was a business here in tucker that was trying to make a girl wear a skirt she didn't want to wear the skirt as the uniform so they fired her that's no. discrimination she doesn't want to wear a skirt you can't make her wear a skirt um and so you know it was against what she wanted to do and she got fired and so if there was a law put in place she would have been able to uh fight for her justice or fight for equality and and, and she couldn't and so um, Dorville adopted this law, all the surrounding cities, Brookhaven, um, all the uh, Avondale estates all have adopted these this ordinance and there has no been no negativity coming from this. And so that was one of my issues. Um, and I stood on that because I am a part of the LGBTQ plus community and I don't wanna be discriminated against. When I walk down the streets of Tucker and I want to be I want justice to be served if I am discriminated against. And okay. so um, they did not adopt it. Um, I did not get elected and it's not been brought up. They're not bringing that up right now. And wow. so um, that was one of my issues. And one of the reasons why we have to show that we care about our issues because we can't let other people speak for how we feel, mm -hmm. you know?
or what's facts for us. We can't we can't allow other people that aren't in our community to speak for us. Correct. And so that's why we have to get into politics. We have to get into, we have to speak our mind. And even if you're not into politics, it's important for us to reach out to our politicians. Oh, yes. I we do agree. Email, call. They, they serve us. Exactly. We don't serve them. And I do think that is a major uh, we don't do that. misconception is that people are so excited or so crunk on the national on the federal, you know, what we're doing with president. Right. So right, look right. At what's happening on, you know, when I walk out the door, what's happening in this little city of Decatur, what's happening in this little city of, you know, we say Atlanta's big, but let's be real. What are we doing in each one of these, you know, Decatur and Brookhaven, as you've mentioned, we don't ever look at that or we'll just go down the line and go, okay, yes, 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 yes. At least take down their name, find right. out what, what the, even though they might be in the party that you agree with, Learn who they are. Get their email. Send them an email. Ask them. You said to get my vote. You want you gonna do this, this, and this. Right. Hold them and accountable. And how you doing it? And you know, and we're finding out that there's a lot of people that are you know that played us. Right. You know, they said I'm a Democrat. I'm with the Democratic Party, and now we look around going, well, what is you doing? Right. You know. So there is that. So I do agree with you, and I think that possibly now more people are more alert and more and more awake to see that I do need to pay attention to what's happening locally. That's right. So with, with that experience, okay, because we know what you're doing as, you know, when you're scientists, but as this new experience of being a politician, what, what steps, what are you doing now? What, what, what are we, are we running? What are we oh, running? Oh yeah. So I, after my loss, that was in November, I was kind of like, okay, what am I going to do? Because <laughs> Like I had so much support from this city, but I had support, like people were donating money from outside of the city. Like I had, oh, sorry about that. I had a lot of support. And so I, I just was like, I have, to, it has to be a bigger purpose for me. And so whatever my purpose is, it will show or it will come to light. And so, um, so that was in November. So what is this? This is March. Mm -hmm. I say last month I was offered, well, last month the house rep for the district that I live in announced that she was not running again. So there's to be an open seat. Oh. So I'm like, oh my gosh, this is a whole nother level. This is not city. This is not a city race. This is a state oh. race. Oh. And so I had to really pray about that. And I had to, you know, ponder over that because literally just got into politics and that was, that was my first run. But I made it to a, I made it pretty far. So yes. I knew inside that I couldn't quit. But um, now I have to step up my game because this is a state race, right? Oh, yeah. Whatever. I prayed about it. And I'm running for state house district 86. Okay. So, um, yep. My answer was yes. I am in on the ballot. I have qualified for the ballot. So I'm on the Georgia state ballot to be a state representative for uh, district 86, which includes Tucker, Stone Mountain, Clarkston, a little of Stonecrest area. Okay. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I got the so map. What will, what, what will, what will you being in that position mean to those areas? I'm a voice for, so if you think, Think about those cities. It goes from one end to the other. So you got Tucker, mm -hmm. 
You got mm-hmm. Clarkston, you got Stone Mountain, and then you got South DeKalb area, which is in was in Stonecrest area. All of those are different demographics of people, exactly. right? Yes, but very international, what? very international. I grew up in all of that. Yes, I grew up in all of that. I'm literally went to I I, I was raised in Avondale Estates. I went to Druid Hills High School. I work at Emory, but I hung out in South DeKalb area growing up. And so mm-hmm. I am very experienced with all those demographics. I, I hung around Clarkston area because I went to Jewett Hills. And so I feel like I'm able to reach all of those demographics. I'm able to understand all of the issues in each of those different cities. I'm oh, able exciting. to understand and empathize with those issues. And so um, I feel like I'll be beneficial to this district because I'm able to reach all these demographics. So, and I grew up here. So I'm gonna say is because I want you to tell, like we're not finished, of course, because you got we're gonna we're gonna get a little deeper because you you've made a lot of personal steps as well. The fact right. that you're a mom, and now you you know your your family's growing. If I'm understanding this correctly, <laughs> right, right, right. Like I got this on my finger. This is this is a fun ring. You got right. You know you you are engaged. Yes. How, I mean, first of all, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. How is this with all the stuff that you're doing? How is this also, I mean, is this the icing on the top or is this a whole new cake that we're baking? (laughs) Look, we can call it both. We can call it a whole new cake with some extra icing. Um, It feels good. It feels good. I can honestly say, having a soulmate, I have a soulmate. I have, I found my person. And I say that because um, she has her own thing going on. She has her own dreams, her own goals. And then I have my journey and my journey is a whole lot and her dreams and her goals and her journey is a whole lot. And so it takes, um, communication is the top thing because we're always busy. We're always busy. Our brains are always going and we have to make it a point to communicate with each other. We have to make it a point to stop our brains and relax. You know what I'm saying? But it is the icing on the cake because it's easier to ride this journey with your soulmate. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody that you can literally trust with the depths of it. Like somebody you can trust with the secrets or the behind the scenes of this because it's not all pretty in headshots because oh. everybody sees my flyers everybody sees my headshots but you don't see the days when i'm here crying because i'm frustrated or that we just so tired and to have somebody that's here to help you even if i haven't eaten and and she's tired she still makes something to eat and so even those little that's not little but the little things about having somebody that you call your soulmate it's huge you know what i'm saying like i don't know i did my tucker race and you know um we weren't at this point and so i can't depend on her at as much but when you find your life partner yo it makes everything easier so i you know what i'm saying i it is the icing on the cake so let let me let's step into some things um because you're in a healthy relationship, okay? 
And I, and I know we all have gone through other types of relationships to get to our healthy relationships. So as a, not labeling, but to say more of a masculine, probably presenting person right. our, to, uh, you know, with us, what, it, what do you say? What can you say to us? What advice do you have to give to us that we need, is it something we need to work on? What are you seeing when it comes to our, your African-American masculines? that are out here on all the different levels? We have to be patient. <laughs> Patience is a virtue. I swear a lot of us want to be so in love and we want to make, make something that it might not be. So pay attention to those red flags because they do present themselves. And you know what we do? We'll cover it up and we'll try to turn them green, but clearly they're red. And, and, um, and and then you you end up pushing them to the back and then when things get rough they come right back out and and then it's huge it's massive and so pay attention to that um take lessons from everything that didn't work because sometimes it's you you know what i'm saying that We're is that quick is to blame uh, our partner for a problem but let's say i i'm i've been in several relationships right and some at one point I was noticing that out of all those relationships, it was one common denominator. It was something similar they were they were all complaining about. And so you gotta listen to that because at that point is not at that point is 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 somebody else. I mean, it's at that point is you. Right. And then you gotta take some time and self-reflect. You know what I'm saying? Don't let anybody judge. Don't let anybody judge. Uh, how many relationships you've been in because if it's not right it's not right and if you yearn to find your life partner you're gonna keep going and so I, that was that's my story I've been in relationships and I've been in relationships and I've been in relationships and there's always been something that I haven't paid attention to until it was too late you know what I'm saying and then it made for a horrible breakup or it made for a sad breakup and I and I'm 40 now and so it's like, okay, it's time. I'm ready to settle down. I'm ready to find somebody. We're going to go through it, but we're going to work it out. You know, I think that's a problem as well. We go through stuff and we're like, oh, it's over and I'm done. That's true. And you also, you, you, you kind of did the family thing a little backwards, right? Right. So you, got the, you got the wife coming now, but you already have the child. So talk to me about being a single mother not just with a child, but you're raising a young man. And I want right. y'all to know, I've met this young man. This is a beautiful young man. I mean, his 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 whole persona about him, he's a great kid. You well, know what I'm saying? I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, I just have, you just do what, I feel like my mom raised me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, if I had a girl, I would have raised her in the same manner but catering towards a girl, you know what I'm saying? But I just, my mom kept me involved. So I keep him involved. My mom, you know what I'm saying? Had education was, was, you know, you need to do well in school, focus in school, and then I'll take care of everything else. And so I try to allow my child to focus on school. Um, and, and I promote school. Like you, you do good in school, you get this game do go in school then you can play the game you know what i'm saying like mm -hmm. other than that it's cut 
you don't get privileges because I know education is important for a black male. Yes. You know what I'm saying? As a as a lesbian parent, um I haven't had any roadblocks. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I I I see myself as a person. And so um I don't preach to my son my sexuality. I don't preach him I don't preach to him about you know, he just knows mommy likes girls. Doesn't change anything else of how he views his mom in no form of fashion. No, but it's the outside world that does get to him. Um, and and I ask, and so most of the time it's like um sticks and stones may break your bones, but words will never hurt you. And that's an elementary saying, but it's true to the fact. And I have to tell right. myself that sometimes like, yo, they said this about me, but it didn't break my bones. So I'm good. Yep. And so I try to pre preach that to him. And then I try to preach equality to him because I am me and he is him and whatever he chooses, that's what he chooses. I'm going to accept him. And so, um, so that's another issue because my mom wasn't so accepting of my sexuality. Okay. And it was rough for me growing up. And I'm an only child. And so okay. I had to deal with that. And I had to deal with it by myself. I know and how so that is. I'm an only child. And my mom, you know, she's an only child and she's girly girl. Right. So I was not that girly girl. I never was that girly girl. Mm -hmm. And so it was. It was, you know, we, we are good. We've always been tight because we've had each other. You right. Know, because for, there was a time period my mother was single parent. And so we had each other. So I under, I totally understand that, that there's that rough patch with your mom. But once she's, you know what it, I think it is? Once they realize that we're okay with who we are, like really, truly, we good with who we are, they they go, okay, okay, they, they are right, you know? I mean, that might be for some situations, you know what I'm saying? It still is not, at 40, it's still not an easy path <laughs> for me and my mom, you know what I'm I saying? Understand. But that brings you to relationships. So mm -hmm. I could hold on to that, and it highly affected my relationships, that that my mom didn't accept me. It made me clingy to these women, right? Oh, okay, okay. And so at some point, I had to face that. And so that's advice. Because you, I, a lot of us deal with uh, rejection from the parental units as come, when you come out and growing up being a Black in this lifestyle, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, it's important to recognize that, face it, deal with it, or it could affect your love life. And I'm at a point where I have dealt with it so it doesn't affect my love life but it has you know a learned behavior for me was communicating um my mom didn't agree with it so I didn't talk about my lifestyle right okay and I learned to not talk about it and so when I got in relationships I learned to not communicate it was a learned behavior I just I, I'll shut down because that's what I did growing that's what I did that's that was my protection that's how I protected myself and so when it got to where I needed to communicate in relationships, I shut down and it, it affected them because they mm -hmm. never knew how I really felt or they didn't know what I wanted to say. Can't nobody tell you what you want to say. And so in uh, being engaged now, we make it a point to communicate even when it's hard. Okay. Right. right. So you, I know you, 
we still going a lot of this is really going to help i'm sure it's going to help a lot of masculine out there because they need to hear all of us saying it and i feel like right now i spend a lot of time you know looking at the crazy tiktoks and i see that hatred that we as masculine especially african americans are now having the old and the young right you have these older studs that are saying you you can't do this you can't do that if you're doing that you're not this what what is your what's your opinion. take on all of that yeah what what is the opinion of, of that you have on this and advice you know to what younger studs when this happens to them what is your advice to them look i say okay this this can be public health right because times change so generations change look we weren't all into tiktok and we didn't have phones and stuff like that we didn't do all that but guess what they do now and so things that may have been happening are just visible you feel mm -hmm. what i'm saying mm -hmm. like that may have been happening but even if it wasn't happening times are changing so we have to evolve with the times we have to look at things differently if you if you haven't noticed um our young are expressing themselves more hair uh their attire um they don't care what their sexuality is or and who knows when mm -hmm. it used to be we like telling a small circle and other than that we're acting differently outside and so that's that's evolution things have evolved you know why because we were um we became comfortable to a certain extent and then our the next generation we taught them yeah yo be comfortable within yourself right yep. and so they were comfortable to this extent and then they were telling the next generation man wear your natural hair do this be yourself if you want to wear that shirt wear that shirt and that's where they're at now so they're free they're free okay. so if they want to date another stud do what you want exactly. you feel what i'm saying because who are we who are we to judge i don't know who you love or or i don't know who who makes you feel good and we're not allowed to judge period there should be no judgment zone okay so i guess i tell people all the time there's no rules to this it's just my, my biggest rule to being a stud is respecting stud. each other right 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 you have to respect so, and that's the thing you know but that's it's, it's gotten kind of it's gotten a little out of hand yeah it, it really has kind of gotten out of hand but then we also we're inside the the circle fighting but let's let's talk about the outside fighting because now florida you can't say you can't this no don't say gay right that okay so that's one bill that um i like i definitely don't support it makes no sense because that's where there's a high population of gays and what like I, I i would have to look more into that bill but i went in some things that are on the floor here in our state are interesting mm -hmm. right so like um senate bill 435 this discriminate discriminates against like trans uh playing sports with their peers okay um and so i want to hear people's input on that because who am I to judge? Because I'm not trans. I don't know what happens to your body. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if you lose strength or you gain strength depending on which way you go. 
-hmm. And so, but I do know that there's evidence of programs that have been for decades that have involved everybody and there's been nothing negative that has come out of it. You understand that? And so that's public health looking at evidence-based data. Let's look at this data of these places that have done this for over 10 years and have nothing negative, nothing. There were no intensified injuries or or other peers didn't feel this. And so that's how we should look at things instead of you who's not even in the lifestyle, has never dealt with the transition, telling us how we should and should not do things. And so that's something that's actively on the floor in the Senate. In our state, here in our state. In, in Georgia, the state of Georgia. Okay. Senate SB 435. And so go look that up. Okay. And, and so that's why we have to be in tune with politics, right? Because yeah. you can go to your school and you might not agree with this and they allow a trend or they allow somebody to play sports with your child and uh, you don't agree with it and you just go mouthing off. That's not helping it. So you go and you you tell how you feel to your senator or your state representative and that's how you get things changed or you get things uh you get to voice yourself so that's why we have to be involved with politics okay because if we do agree with this bill and we do agree that everybody should be able to be play on whatever team um then let them know so they can vote on it. H- have your senator say, look, I live in this district. My son plays for this school. Um, and I agree with this bill. I, I I feel like he should be able to play on any team. And so if you, you know, you agree with that, then you speak up for it. Um, what else do we have on the, on the floor right now? The critical race theory. Okay. I mean, what can we can and not teach in our schools? How we teach it in our schools? I mean, but in this, in this, just okay. So let let me ask this: critical race theory. Isn't that just history when you and I were in school? Pretty much. I'm just a little confused that we put a fancy history. name on it to uh, to make people think it was something new when it's the same thing that we've been teaching in school. But but. Now, the truth of so many things that African-Americans have done in this country are at the forefront because now people are realizing that every single day there's something that you touch or that you use that a Black person made, created, invented. And, you know, now you want to put a name on it and call it critical race theory? No, it's history. It's history, right. So that's why we have to have a voice on these, because they vote on this stuff, right? So we have to have a voice like, we don't want to learn about how y'all enslaved us. Let's teach them how we came up with the with the um hot iron or or how we came up with what all, all the things that black people invented that you use every day. We need to be teaching our kids about that and let them know that you guys did not develop this. You guys did not invent this. We did during this horrible time. But let's mm-hmm. stop focusing on the horrible time Let's focus on the good things that came out of history. And so that's part of the fight. But we have to have us to say we don't want to be, we don't want y'all to show no more of my great, 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 great grandfather getting whipped. I don't want you, I don't want you to show that no more. Mm-hmm. Let's show how while he was whipped and he had to go here that he developed this or right. he developed this. Or the, or the cream that actually healed him. 
right. Mama, you're crazy that you did. Let's it wasn't that you gave because you didn't care if he got when you when you beat him, you were like, okay, whatever. There was somebody right. who took him, laid him down, cleaned his wounds, and whatever they used, it, it, healed. Some, it, it healed him. We need, yes, I totally agree with that. Is take that and show something a little bit different. We got the fact that it was a bad situation. Right. We understand that. We understand that people don't want us to, you know, you know, other people don't want to admit that it was bad, but it was bad. Right. But yeah, and I agree with you. Let's let's we can't forget it, but we don't we don't need to just be showing that. I do agree right. with you on that. Or if you want to show it, show how your people did that, and then we came up with this, mm -hmm. and then show how much we use this, and now everybody uses this product. Exactly. Not just, not just us. So so we have to fight for that. Um so yeah, that's 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 my fight. Um I can't sit back and be silent because I do have a voice on the platform now. Mm -hmm. And um one of my main issues is like funding for education, educational programs. Um our children are dealing with a lot of mental health issues, so teachers are dealing with having to teach them school they're dealing with behavioral problems mm -hmm. and and it's because we're not like children are stressed right now like is it because of covid is it because of covid or is it because of how we are acting in front of our children i mean it's a we're stressed so we stress the kids and then the world is stressful in itself tv stressful um <laughs> they have access to everything and mm -hmm. so we didn't have as much access to the whole world and and how and people's opinions of the world and so that's sure. what TikTok is that's what all this stuff is and and stuff goes viral so viral means millions of people done seen it right mm -hmm. and so how if, if millions of people are watching this same thing i mean it's just feeding so many different emotions into these children you know, I if I yell at my son now, I'd be having to go make sure he's okay because he'd be back there depressed and you'd be like, bruh, mm. like, come on, man. So it's just like these kids aren't wired the same and we have to make sure that they're supplemented with mental health um, counselors in schools, somebody they can talk to. These kids, they'll go out by themselves, isolate. Um, they have different emotions now. And, and we have to make sure that they're okay. So I want to fight for funding for educational programs in the school that um, include mental health, more counselors, uh, social workers in school, um, let's hire private companies that address, specifically address that. So we don't have to put, you can, we can't put no more on these teachers. Like we, 2020 was a, a evidence that teachers are, the frontline workers we cannot sustain without teachers and um and they're overworked now because they're catching up mm -hmm. they're dealing with kids with covid and keep your mask up and all this stuff takes away from the actual education so if we um supply let's say district 86 with more funding for for educational programs or more funding for um us to go hire outside contractors to take care of the mental health so we don't strain our school staff or our mm -hmm. teachers then that's what i want to fight for so 
educational funding is huge um on my on my on my issues um affordable housing is huge is it, the cost of living is out of pocket uh the average citizen is now a low income citizen i mean because it's 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 expensive to live food is high um so if food's high healthy food regular food people are going to go to the cheapest option and that's not healthy and so therefore we're we're feeding disease we're feeding diabetes we're feeding hypertension and um for already affected communities Yep. I mean, it's detrimental. So what do you need? Because it's our last part of it. What What do you need from us? We, we want you to be in that position. We want you to be our representative in House 86. Right. So what what do what do you need from your community? I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm sort of in your community because I'm in Decatur. But right I'm down the street from South Decatur, so I'm gonna say I'm in your community. Definitely know a lot of people in my community, and I'll um I wish I had this map digitally, but I had to get it printed. But it shows like exactly which neighborhoods are in my district, and this is a small one. Like I have one, my whole wall is this map. But um, what do I need? What I need, need this. I need money. I need money because in Tucker, I had to reach about twenty five hundred citizens. House District 86, I have to reach over 56, over 56,000 citizens. Oh, okay. And so I need donations because I need flyers. I need mailers. I have to buy stamps and yard signs. And I have to um, pay people to help me. I can't reach 56,000 people by myself. And so um, everything costs, so donations from $25 to $10 to $50 to $100, every dollar counts, every dollar is used directly to the campaign. But when I do get those resources, then I'm going to need people to help me pass them out, <laughs> people to canvas. And so for people who can't afford to give, volunteering. I need volunteers. I need people to share stuff on social media like flooding because I do have two other competitors in the race. Okay. Right, so I'm not running by myself and okay. I have to beat out two other people thus far. Tomorrow's the last day to qualify, so we'll see if there are more people, but right now it's three of us in the race, so I have to beat two other people. And it's gonna take my name, I'm pretty well known in Tucker, but I have to hit these other cities. Okay. And so um, if anybody lives in Stone Mountain, Clarkston, Tucker, or Stonecrest area, and I can come in your community and have a meet and greet. That'll be great. If I can come, I do community cleanups on Saturday. I started at the bottom of my district and I've been working up the map. So um, I, last Saturday, I had about 10 people come out and we cleaned around the Panola Road area in the quick trip. We had over seven bags of trash we didn't even leave that quick trip area. We literally just cleaned up around the trip, quick trip that had trash cans everywhere. Wow. And so we as a community have to do better. But um, if I can get community cleanup started and become a routine activity, then that's one way to lessen the footprint in our communities. Okay. And so um, I'm not doing it this Saturday because the weather's supposed to be bad. 
but I post these community cleanups and I, and I share these videos because I need people to come out into their own community and help get it, clean it up. Let's improve these communities. Okay. Well, right. I'm going to make sure that I get all this out. Cause I've been, as, if you didn't notice, I was taking notes, I notice. Um, but I also want you to send me any of your literature that you have. So I can make sure that I am making sure that I put it out there. Tell the people how to get in touch with you. Again, I'm Imani Barnes, I-M-A-N-I Barnes. And so it's Imani Barnes for House District 86. You can go to Imani, the number four, the letters G-A.com, Imani4GA.com. And my Facebook is at Imani Barnes. My IG is Imani for Georgia, at Imani for Georgia. So follow me on all socials. And when I share something, y'all share something. That's what I need. Well, we got you. Um, I'm going to make sure as much as I can do, I will do. You know you have my support at all times. And all those that follow me and that are part of what I do, I try to make sure they, they come on board. And anybody else I can introduce you to, I'm going to. Okay, I That's that. We got to get our community on board more into politics. Yes. And so I've got a couple of, um, outside of this, I've got a couple of podcasts that I'm going to try to, you know, introduce you to as well. But what I am going to do is I'm going to let Armani Barnes get back to work. So she, <laughs> right. can, so she can make sure because I know she's going to be burning the light a little bit longer tonight. Hopefully right. not too long. Please get some rest, take care of yourself as much as you want to take care of us. So we can do, so we, it is our obligation and our responsibility to help take care of you as well. So I want to tell you that it is a pleasure for you to take the time out to talk to me and, and to talk to us, the community. And again, we are history and Amani Barnes is our history guys. She's doing it and we got to support her. All right. I appreciate All right. You so much. Thank appreciate you. Appreciate you y'all. Appreciate everybody.